Coming up on this week's episode, talking points on Liverpool, the Championship playoffs and Bristol Rovers. Liam's put together a quiz to test me. There's some more Wonders of White and Who Am I? So let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here as always. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, getting getting a bit bit nervous, if I'm honest. <laughs> from what is probably one of the latest win, uh, latest equalisers that I've. Uh, it's just another 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 massive drop points over the last sort of two weeks, and you know, sort of. Four or five weeks ago, we were almost nine points clear of fourth. Um, and now it's getting less and less. And now I'm thinking, you know, if we manage to beat Leeds on Wednesday, that's all well and good. But I think I'm actually going to want Arsenal to beat Tottenham because that would actually secure us the Champions League. And then we've just crossed the line, even if we end up finishing fourth. But yeah, strange. Strange, strange, yeah. He offered it to me. I was looking over our shoulder, what, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a couple of good wins. And now I'm thinking, we might be able to sneak top half here. Well, yeah, to to be fair, I thought you were playing Burnley at the wrong time, but it turns out they are just as bad (laughs) (laughs) as they were when uh, when Dice was there. So, yeah. So, we're... um, We've got a few talking points this week, but we're going to start with um, the top of the Premier League and some drop points from Liverpool um, this this weekend. I, I actually, on record, said last week that I didn't think either of Man City or Liverpool were going to drop points until the end of the season, and then literally, like the next game <laughs> they play in the league, they end up they end up drawing, and they easily could have lost that game. Yeah. Um, it was a really really good chance near the end. Um, with Bervine. um bit of a soft header, um, but yeah, to, to be, I thought Tottenham looked really good, and I think that's yeah. twice this season that they've they've stopped Liverpool from beating them as well. Yeah, and they like playing Man City as well, don't they? Um, yeah. Man City have beaten them for a while. They just—I don't know what it is with Spurs. They seem to really up their game um, against the you know higher opposition teams that are at the top of the table. They've got quite a few big game players like Son. Son is pretty consistent um, in most games, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he, he always turns up for the bigger occasion. And um, Kane is obviously, you know, his uh, his partner in crime. But it was yeah, really good performance from Spurs. I was I was very impressed by them. Um, Liverpool weren't their uh, usual free flowing dynamic selves. Uh, I don't know whether it was a case of tiredness. After. I see. Exactly. Yeah. They put a lot more effort into the Villarreal game than I think they expected to, mm-hmm. going 2-0 down so early on. But, um, yeah, no such uh, Champions League hangover for Man City, which you would have expected, you know, having gone to extra time and uh, to lose it the way that they did. But, uh, uh, yeah, quite the opposite to Liverpool. They were free-flowing. Uh, always look dangerous going forward. I think that they they basically didn't give Newcastle the ball. I remember see, seeing the percentage the possession uh, percentages uh, as towards the beginning of the second half, and it was ninety nine percent 
to Man City, 1% to Newcastle, which I think says it all really. You know, once they keep the ball, it's, it's very difficult to, um, to get anything out of it because you're just chasing the game the whole time. And, uh, yeah, I think they tied Clout and the two, two goals at the end just to sort of seal the win. Um, I think sort of with Man City now, obviously, after, um, sort of midweek last week, they, you know, they haven't really got much else to play for now. So, you know, you, you could kind of tell that they wanted to make a point yesterday. And unfortunately for, for Newcastle, they were on the receiving end of it. Um, but it just goes to show how, you know, you know, how well they can actually play. Um, I thought on Wednesday when they play Real Madrid, um, I thought they controlled the game for the majority of it, but I don't know how you go from being 1-0 up to 2-1 down within literally minutes. And and at the time it was as well, you know. They had not had a shot on target. Real Madrid had no shot on Yeah, up until... looked so comfortable for City. I mean, even Grealish had one off the line. um, And then I think it was only two minutes later, Madrid go at the end and get the equaliser. And you think, oh, hang on a minute. Well, I, I even think that like the, the commentators, even at that point, were saying, oh, it's a sort of consolation for Real Madrid. I don't think they're going to get back into it to then have your second shot on target go in. Um, it was, yeah, it, it was, it yeah, it was quite the turnaround from Real Madrid. But going back to Liverpool uh, quickly, I, I thought that they, you, you did mention it there. I, I thought they looked tired. I, I thought it looked like that the amount of games that they've had to play this season had finally caught up with them. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily see sort of the, well, the attacking force that they've they've been, you know, for thirty four other games in the Premier League. Um, but credit to Tottenham, I thought that they actually stopped, you know, that front three of Liverpool from from making too many. I think Liverpool only had three shots on target in the end. Yeah. So I've been critical of him before, but I thought Hoybjerg. Um, had a good game in the centre midfield for Spurs, one of the best games that I've seen him play. Davies played well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had a, a lot of really solid performances from Spurs, but I think the frustration from their fans is, why can't we see this every week? Consistency, yeah. They, they, they turn up against lesser teams and, and then they're non-existent. So, you know, it's frustrating when you know that that performance is there. It's just getting it out of them. Because they have got, the, the the squad that they've got is isn't far off. I would say on par with with Chelsea, if I'm honest. I think I think Kane and Son are something to definitely work around. And the yeah. Kuleski, um when he's playing, he seems to be you know on it as well. Yeah. Um, but with them, it's all, it's always been sort of it's the same with Man United, really. I think they're, they're they're shy of a few defenders and and someone in midfield that can control it. Yeah. Um I know you said Hoyberg he, he's more of that sort of <clears throat> reinforcement for the defence. Um Benton Core had a good game as well. And I yeah. think he's been a good sign in um in January. I think he's he's come into the team and he's he's had quite a big impact. But I, I again I just they are still short of what I think the, the Pochettino era Spurs had. And I don't think by any means that when he was in charge, they had the best team in the league, but he managed to get them to a Champions League final. That, that side, I think they're still, they're still short of that level. Um, by look at 
Man City and Liverpool now. The reason that I would have put this down to for Liverpool in the past is their lack of depth, because I think they had quite a small squad for a number of years. But since Diaz and Hotter and, and those kind of players have arrived, Minamino and people like that, they've got that depth now that Man City have got. And I don't think it's an excuse any longer to say that our squad is smaller. Man City could field three teams. Like they could, if Man City fielded their third team, they'd still comfortably be mid-table uh, in the Premier League. Liverpool never had that option, but now I think they're close to it. Um, they will obviously see this as quite a big risk to their title uh, challenge. I think I, I do fancy Man City now, and, and I think last yeah. week I fancied Liverpool. But it just goes to show anything can happen. And who's to say that Man City aren't going to go and lose their next game? Because they've, they've been known to do that as well. Get a tricky away tie, and sometimes they just can't seem to put the ball in the net and lose 1-0. Well, let's um, let's just hope that we get that tired-looking Liverpool side on Saturday in the cup final. <laughs> <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. But, uh... I hope I get the terrible Man City side on the last game of the season. That would be lovely. <laughs> to, to deny Hey, Jack Greenish, the title at Villa Park. Oh, I can't remember if it's at Villa Park or at, this, uh, at their place, but either way, it would be sweet. So, playoffs um, in the Championship was decided this weekend. Um, where Sheffield United and Luton both won there. And Sheffield United beaten Fulham 4-0 as well. Um, so, they are both um, in the mix for the playoffs now. So, it's going to be... Huddersfield versus Luton and Forest versus Sheffield United. Um, I was just having a look at sort of the previous results this season against the two teams. Now, Huddersfield have beaten Luton 2-0 and the other game ended 0-0. And the Forest, Sheffield United, they've drawn 1-1 both home and away. So very, very tough to call, um, I will say. and I, th- I think a lot of the majority of people are wanting Luton to to do it, but I'm, I'm I'm swaying towards Huddersfield at the moment, and I don't know why. I just my my heart says that this is destined for Luton. Yeah, and I think it would be a bit of a fairy tale if it ha- if it was to happen, but my head says Sheffield United have been there. And done it. I don't think yeah. through the playoffs last time, but I just I have a feeling that the winner is going to come from that tie. I don't know why. I think Nottingham Forest went on a really good uh, run towards the end of the season. Like we said uh, last week, they were near the bottom after ten games. Yeah, went on an unbelievable charge to get up the table, and ended. Well, they were only minutes away, I think, from finishing third. Uh, I think they would have done. Uh, if results had gone their way this week. But I just think with that form, they're looking really, really strong and they'll fancy themselves against any team. Mm. Sheffield United, you have to give them a bit of credit. They've kept the core of that side that was in the Premier League. I know they went down quite badly, but I think that was just a a freak year. I mean, we all saw the year before what they could achieve when they were you know, pushing for Europe at at times. So... I think the fact that they kept the core of that side, Sander Berg is still there. I know they've, they've kept a, a pretty similar defence. So I, d- I don't know. I just think the winner is going to come out of that game. That's going to be a really tough tie. But I just don't think Huddersfield and Luton are as strong as the other two. No, I saw um, 
a graphic online um, earlier to say that Luton had only spent £1.5 million mm. this season, and you compare that to the teams that are in the playoffs with them. Yeah. Um, it, it's huge, but I, it's it's just so close. And I, I, I think, I don't know. I just, I just got a feeling about Huddersfield. I don't, I'm not sure why. Um, but I think form-wise, I think they are probably the the most informed team mm. going into the playoffs. Um, really... And it would be a shame for Luton, you know, to get to get to, to achieve what they've done this season to get so close. I think for them, they're on that sort of you know we, we've got this far. You know we can hold up. You know we can hold our heads high that we got to the playoffs. Um, and you just hope that if they don't make it, that they can sort of, you know, challenge again next season. But like I said, the cha- the championship is just it's just a minefield of of ex Premier League teams um, who have got a lot of money. And and we've seen it before, haven't we? Where um, a team with the budget of Luton get to a certain point, and if they don't go on to the Premier League, if they don't win the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at. I mean, how how likely is it that Norwich or Watford are going to get rid of their manager early on, or West Brom, uh, who are still in the Championship? You know, there are plenty of big teams. Any one of the other three that are in the playoffs, you know, two of them aren't going to go up. So, what if one of those sacks their manager? The first person that's going to be up for that job is going to be Luton's manager. And yeah. you're going to be looking at... I know their squad itself is it's quite old. I know they've signed a lot of sort of ex-Premier League players. But I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be sniffing around a few of their standout players from this season. A few big championship teams that are going to want it. Mm. And um, it's going to be really hard to keep it together and challenge again next year if they don't make it. If they do, then everybody will stay. Uh, but if they don't make it at this attempt, it's going to be very, very difficult to challenge again next year, I think. Yeah, well, the, those games, I think they're played this, I think they play Friday, I think. Yeah, I think the the, the Huddersfield Luton game is on Friday, and then the, I think the second leg is actually on Monday, I think, Monday or Tuesday next week, so... We may know by the time we do a next podcast if one of Luton or Huddersfield have made it into the uh, playoff final. Um, Everything in me is backing them. I really hope they do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I think if you did a poll on Twitter, I think think a lot of people would come back saying that that they'd want Luton to go up. Um, So we will go to what is probably the result of the weekend or possibly in Bristol Rovers history. Um, I can feel the unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's it's one of those freak results that you don't, that you see very rarely. And it, at the same time, knowing that you needed seven goals (laughs) and going out and getting seven goals is, is quite unbelievable. I mean, Joey Barton has done 
very well with with the resources that he's had um and he's had a lot of going on in his personal life as well I believe this season so you know to do the job that he's done um and to get them in the position where they look unbeatable I think in the last 12 games they've won nine lost one and drawn two so they've certainly earned their right to go up um but yeah remarkable I couldn't believe it when I saw the result I thought and and to go up in like if you're Northampton you must be absolutely kicking yourself to you know you got to go through the playoffs now and then there's a chance that you might not even go up yeah um, a big morale hit um I was I was watching the uh, the scores come in on BT Sport and uh, as ever they had Peter Walton the referee and he's a big Northampton town fan so uh, yeah and um, it obviously started so well Northampton went three nil up and they were, in the studio he was sort of saying well we're not we're not quite there but I'm fairly confident that um, this will be our day today and then. The one goal goes in against them, and then Bristol Rovers score a third, and then a fourth, <laughs> and a fifth. And you can gradually see the colour drain from his face. And um, by the time the seventh went in, he was totally speechless, which I'm sure fans of BT Sport will be really happy about. But, um, yeah, if this is a result that happens on Football Manager, I'm throwing the laptop out the window. Because yeah, if, just, I... if it happened on a game, I'd say it's so unrealistic, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. But to actually see it in real life, in real time, happen as well. I know that Scunthorpe played a youth team. I think a lot of Northampton fans uh, I saw on Twitter were complaining. But since Scunthorpe have been relegated, basically, to uh, to save their finances, they've been playing a youth team. This wasn't a one-off to just let Bristol... Yeah, no. I mean... They, they, they need to save money. They can't afford to be playing their, their first-team squad at the moment. So it would have given them some hope, I'm sure, before the game, Bristol Rovers knowing that that was going to happen. But I don't even think they would have felt like a 7-0 was possible. The, the sort of mentality, because they, they would have known that Northampton had scored three as well. The mentality to think, well, well, we'll just keep going and keep scoring and who knows what might happen. You know, when Northampton got to 3-0, I'm surprised they didn't go, well, well that's it. It's game over. There's no way that we're going to get seven goals. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, they did, and they even had a pitch invasion before full time as well. And well, yeah, because they they were reason. I never thought I'd see him trying to be so reasonable with football fans, but there we go. Did you see? Did you know Glenn Whelan plays for Bristol Rovers? I I didn't know. Is that where yeah. he is? Yeah, yeah. He played there the whole go. game. Played the whole game on um, Saturday. Um, but yeah, yeah I, you know, hats off to Bristol Rovers. Um, you know, they're going up to League One. They'll probably get relegated, hopefully. And um, <laughs> well, they've only really just come down. They've only really just they they got relegated last season, so they were one of the favourites to go up this season. But um, they didn't start off very well, so it took them a while to um, to get going. But you know, fair play to them. Um, a quite freak. Result really? Is it, I mean, is it just because they're local-ish to Yeovil? Is that is that what the animosity is? I guess so. Or, yeah. And something. <laughs> <people have to laughs> 
I, I they weren't very pleasant when Yeovil got relegated from the championship. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I, I did. Okay. But yeah. It goes to Bristol City yeah. fans as well. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm glad we got to, to actually talk about this one because um, I just wanted to hear the tone of your voice. So yeah, that's good. Lovely. Right. That's it. Talking points done. We are back in part two with the Wonders of White, a Who Am I? and a mysterious quiz that Liam has put together. So back in two. Welcome back to part two of this week's edition of View from Sutherland podcast. We're going to go straight into the Wonders of White. And I managed to dig a Chelsea one out. Um, unfortunately, it's the Chelsea women team. <laughs> <laughs> so they won their, their third consecutive league, um, league title uh, yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, um, so came cool. from behind to beat Man United 4-2. And, yeah, and Emma Hayes notching another trophy on her. Her, her trophy room must be... Packed, yeah. She's she's won so much at Chelsea, and I honestly think when she decides that enough is enough at Chelsea, because there's probably only so many more years that she's going to want to do it, because she's probably got aspirations of actually becoming a manager in the men's league. Do you think we will we will see that? Do you think she'll make I, the crossover to the men's? I would love to see that league? because um, I think. When the Euros were on, she was incredibly knowledgeable as a commentator. So in one way, I wouldn't like to see that because I'd like to see her commentating more. But yeah. I think, yeah, she's got more than enough knowledge. Obviously, the trophy cabinet, like you say, is absolutely stacked. Yeah. I don't, I don't, why, I don't see why a, a, a team in the men's league wouldn't give her a go. She obviously knows more about the game than pretty much most people. So why not? Why not give it a go? Yeah, and she's, you know, she's built, a, you know, a very, very strong competitive side as well. So you know that she's she's got a, a sort of winning mentality. She wants to win trophies, and it's not like, and it's not like the, the women, you know, they're spending millions and millions on players. She's just got, you know, she's got a, a squad with a with a good work ethic. Um, did you know Reese James's sister plays for the women's team? Yes, I did. And he goes to watch her as well, doesn't he? When she yeah, goes. yeah, which is good, which is good to see. And you know, I, I, I think that she she will cross over to the men's game, Emma Hayes, in, in the next couple of years. I'm not saying she's going to get a top top job, but you know, I think I think she is worth worth a try at least. I don't think the uh, issue going to be with whatever team she takes charge I think the game itself has moved on enough yeah that it will be totally accepting yeah but you are going to get those so like so-called fans people on Twitter people on Facebook and all that yeah yeah basically they are going to kick up a stink about it and are going to moan about it but um yeah yeah, I mean, if she's if she thinks she's strong enough to take that, then I don't I don't see any problem. I I can see us yeah picking up like a League One, League Two job, and um, yeah, I hope she proves them all wrong. To be honest. Okay, next one. Uh, Leeds have set a Premier League record um, when they notched 
95th and 96th yellow cards of the season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> did you see Aylin's that goal? Uh, I did, yes. I saw the oh, second man. half. I put the highlights of the match of the day. It was a bit of a shocker, to be honest. No complaints there, really, surely. Although Rafinha tried his best to get sent off with him. Um, yeah, there is that. Which was uh, I don't know what he was moaning about, because it was clearly two-footed and... Well, he's going to miss the rest of the season now. Yeah. So, stupid, really. But never mind. So the next two are Man United related because I don't feel that we've talked about Man United enough this week. <laughs> um, and I, obviously, I'm not one to bring misery to them. Um, but let's just say they're not positive stats. <laughs> um, so, um, well. Before Saturday, Brighton had never won a Premier League game by four goals. <laughs> so that's, that's the first one. Oh. <laughs> so, so Brighton have set a new record for themselves. Um, and unfortunately, Man United were on the receiving end of that. And the, the second one now is that Man United will notch their lowest ever points total in the Premier League um, this season. Because they cannot um, beat their... Um, their record, which I think was David Moyes, um, 2013. So yeah, so they. I think they um, sent you a message after full time. Um, but when I first started watching football in the mid 90s, Brighton survived relegation from what is now League Two by one place for two years running. They were bottom but won the whole football league, and yeah. Man United were incredibly dominant around that period. I know Arsenal won a bit as well, but it was that Fergie United team. And if someone had told six, seven-year-old me that Brighton were going to beat Man United 4-0 whilst being in the same league and they will totally deserve it on the back of the play, outplay Man United, I would have said you're dreaming. Like, there's no chance. So, yeah, what, 25 years? Mm. I know it's a long time, but it's an impressive rise for Brighton, you've got to say it's, uh, yeah, from the depths of despair to uh, to Premier League. The thing is, one of my very earliest memories of watching Chelsea play football was the FA Cup final in 94 when Man United beat us (laughs) 4-0. So I've always had that sort of resentment (laughs) from that and it it seems to be finally sort of in the last two, three years like the plan is coming together to to watch their demise. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Ten Hag. <laughs> I'm sure he was contemplating ripping that contract up on, on Saturday. Don't know what he's doing, taking it. Yeah. What's the end of uh, Wonders of White this week? So, Liam, what have you got? Yes, so uh, as we've spoken quite a bit about promotions and playoffs, in this episode, I thought it would only be right for this week's quiz to be based around promotions and playoffs. So, 10 questions. Not quite sure how this is going to go. No. I think, <laughs> I, I reckon, I reckon six or seven is, is a pretty good score, but you might get, you might get some more. You okay. might not. Go on then. So for this first question, I'm going to give you, uh, one year either way, leeway, because right. it's fairly difficult. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give you either a year further back or a year nearer to us. But hmm. in 
What year were the playoffs first introduced? That is a great question. And... Um, tricky. It is quite a tricky one. It's a tricky one, but it it was before... Oh, I don't know. Um, nineteen. That bit's correct. Eight, <laughs> 1984. Ooh, nine, 87. Not far away. Like, I thought it was. I thought it was the nineties. I was way off. I thought it was like ninety four, ninety five. Definitely before. I, I know it was, it was before the Premier League. Nineteen eighty seven. So um, this doesn't go towards the quiz, but just so you know, uh, first ever playoffs in nineteen eighty seven. Charlton beat Leeds in a replay to go up to the first division. Swindon yeah. beat Gillingham to go into what was then Division 2. And in the Division 3 playoff was between Aldershot and Wolverhampton Wanderers and Aldershot won. Yeah, but Aldershot were a really good team back then. But they um, they went into administration. That's, yeah. why they, that's why they are where they are now. So they, yeah, they beat Wolves in, in the 1987 Division 3 playoffs. Um, OK, that was quite a tough one to start with. I think it gets a bit easier from here on. So, so. Question number two. Uh, in 2005-2006, which team broke the record for the total number of points in the championship season? Two thousand five, two thousand six. Yes, I believe the total was 108 points. Blimey! Um. Uh, who would have been around? Uh, possibly. Hull. I don't think it would have been Birmingham. If they were up and down. I mean, Reading were. Yeah, I'll go Reading. Correct. Reading is right. What if Leroy Lita was playing for them at that point? I think he was, and I want to say he ended the season as a top scorer. Um, I had a look earlier, but I looked mm-hmm. at different years. But yeah, I think it was around then. I think I vaguely um, remember them. Correct answer. I think, I think when I was doing a quiz a couple of weeks ago, I think I saw the answer to that somewhere. Oh, my questions. How dare they? Um, question number three. Yep. Neil Warnock has won a record eight promotions. <laughs> Can you name any team that he's won promotion with? Any team he's won promotion with. Um, he's won promotion with one team twice, so there are seven teams that you could guess. Uh, Neil Warnock. I mean, he's managed pretty much every team. Um... Or just Crystal Palace? He has not won promotion no. with Crystal Palace. No, he has won promotion with Scarborough to take them from the non league into the football league. Uh, he's won two promotions with Notts County. He's won promotion with Huddersfield, Plymouth, Sheffield United, and QPR, and finally Cardiff in 2018. Oh, Cardiff, Sheffield United was probably the was the other team that I was thinking of. Yeah, the the, the famous. Um, I think it's, I can't remember if it was a documentary where he's in the, uh, 
he's just shouting at him, isn't he? Yeah. Total abuse. I think he even hit one of his own players or something. But yeah. Okay, one out of three. So not a great start, but chance to redeem yourself. Two teams have won promotion to the Premier League five times. Can you name either of them? And just to, it's not really a clue, but obviously Fulham and Bournemouth have won promotion this weekend, and it's neither of them. Just okay. to think, oh, he's, he's, he's thrown me a curve. Ball and he's Fulham me a curve. Ball. So it's not, it's not Fulham. It's neither Fulham or Bournemouth, um, because, yeah, I didn't include their promotions. Because I think Fulham is, is four, and now Bournemouth is two. Um, not for I mean Norwich are probably an obvious answer. Just thinking Norwich. Who else? Who else? Would Which? Uh, I. Then Sunderland. They went up and down a few times. Sort of left, sort of middle 2000s. But then they got relegated and they didn't go back up in the late. Um, got relegated again. I am going to go. Uh, I'm torn between Sunderland what about West Brom? Uh, West Brom. I'll go West Brom. I've just come into my head. Oh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to go with it. Or Norwich. Go with it. You commit oh, yourself. I'll commit to West Brom, then. And you will be correct. It is West Brom. The Boing Boing Baggers. Are they... And also Norwich. Oh, Norwich were on there, were they? Yeah, Norwich. Oh, I, think, uh, I, would have, I was... Was Sunderland on there? No, Sunderland aren't. I think Sunderland were either three or four. I can't okay. remember which. But yeah, the only two teams promoted to the Premier League. Well, I thought it. Well, yeah, I thought it was probably Norwich or West Brom. Norwich and West Brom. Um, two out of four, fifty percent, not bad. Okay. Question number five. In two thousand and eight, Hull City beat Bristol City by one goal to nil. But which Hull and Bradford legends scored the, the Dean Windass? <laughs> Dean Windass, correct. <laughs> It's it's literally the goal that they play every single time a playoff final happens. Every time, because he was about 45 when he scored it. I mean, it was a good goal. I'll yeah. give him that. Um, cool. Three out of five. Well done. <laughs> uh, question number six. Who guided Newcastle back to the Premier League in 2017 after their relegation in 2016? Oh... <sighs> And it's just one manager, yeah? Just one manager. He went down with them and then he got them back up. Uh, he went down with the... And then he went back up. It's, it amazes me that you were straight in with Dean Windass. And <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> literally because... Um, I'll be I'll be honest. I got to this point in the quiz, and I thought I'll put an easy one in for him. (laughs) 
Uh, I, I want to say something's telling me it's rougher than it is, but I don't know if he went down. If he if he joined them, two thousand seventeen. So that wasn't long ago. No, they're running Bruce down. and Bruce was there for about three or four years. I'll just say Benitez. Correct. Or McLaren. Oh, Rafa Benitez. Correct. Yeah, and then um, so he 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 was in charge of them when they got relegated. Yeah, so I, he came in. He when, couldn't have. He must have been there not long after McLaren uh, got sacked. No, they were in trouble by the time he joined, right, and then they okay. went down. Um. Well done. Four out of six so far. Question number seven. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. Wolves got promoted, and they also broke the championship transfer record to sign which midfielder? Oh. In what year was it? Two thousand. Twenty seventeen. Blimey. Um, I actually have no idea. I mean, how, do you know how much it was for? It was just over sixteen million, I think, according to the transfer site that I saw earlier. Um, which yeah. for a team is a lot, or it, mm. it was five years ago. That's what I mean. It, it's, nothing is glaringly obvious. Is it, oh, you can't really tell me. I guess he's not there now. I, I, no, I can give you a clue, and I'll tell yeah. you if he is still there. He is still there? Yeah. I mean... I'm not sure when he joined. I'll just say Neves. Correct. It is. He was Neves. It was going. To, I, I was half tempted to say he's Portuguese, but that doesn't really help you. I mean, I mean, it would have whittled it down to about fifteen players <laughs> in their squad. Their entire team. Um, yes, correct. So five out of seven now. Nice, doing well. Question number eight: Blackpool won promotion to the Premier League in 2010, but which Scottish player was their top goalscorer? Charlie Adam. Boom! Straight in with Charlie Adam. Yes, correct. Nice, doing really well. Six out of eight. I'm, I'm quite, I'm, I'm proud of you, Chris. I'm proud of you. You've been swapping up. Yeah, I I just remember him being at Blackpool because he signed for Liverpool after that season. I think he did. He did. Um, And I can't remember who else signed. Was it? Was it the same year that Eden Hazard signed for you? And I remember someone saying that Charlie Adam was going to be the signing of the summer. Yeah, along those lines. Anyway. Two more questions to uh, completely derail you. Question number nine. Can you name either side that was promoted from the National League last season? Just one out of the two will do. Barrow. No. No. Um, um, Barrow. Uh, Bar- or Sutton United. Sutton United or Hartlepool, but I can't. I can't give you that one. Barrow was the first answer, I'm afraid. Uh, so what does that put you on? Six out of nine, I think. So this one to make it seven out of ten, which is a good score, I think. Um, in 2018, Aston Villa lost 1-0 to Fulham in the playoff final. But who did they beat one year later to clinch promotion? Derby. 
Correct. Just had to get that in there. Because as we all know, Mason Mount played and Frank Lampard was manager. Just wanted to get that little dig in to the Reece Chelsea. James players. was playing as well, wasn't he? Who was? Reese James was playing that day as well. Um I know Tamori was. Oh no, Tamori was Tamori. Yeah. I don't know about Reese James. I don't he might have joined on loan. He had so many Chelsea players on loan that year, to be fair. So well done. Seven out of ten. That's a good score. Cool. So we're going to move on to the Who Am I for this week. Um, he, let's just say the person in question is well-travelled. Um, so I'm going to give you the years that they spent at the club, and that okay. will give you a rough idea of probably how old this person is. Okay. Is, is um, there any clubs that I need to take note? I will... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's had eight, and then the ninth he's at now. Okay. Um, and I have a clue. Okay. Which you can have now, because it's not a huge clue. Let's it's... let's see how I get on so far. Like, and then so if I need it, last. We've got started at Cardiff for a year. So he okay. played for Cardiff for one year. He then moved to Birmingham for four years. Stoke for three years. Yeah. He played for Palace for a year. Right. Before moving to Norwich for four years. Okay. He then played for Derby for a season. He then travelled abroad to Gostepe for two years. God. And then he came back and played for MK Dons for one year before signing for his current club, who he has been at just for this season. Okay. So, Cardiff for one year, I don't think that's too much of a clue. And then he's basically played for most of the teams towards the bottom of the Premier League. Yes. Like, if you're going to do a team of them, Palace, Norwich, obviously Derby when they were in, this is quite a difficult one. It's about 18 years he's been playing football for professionally. So from Cardiff, he went to... Birmingham. Birmingham. Boo, boo, we don't like that. We don't like that at all. And then Birmingham... He is probably most known for playing for Birmingham or Norwich, but, but that's because he's spent four years at each club. Okay. Birmingham or Norwich. The only player that I can think of at the minute that's played for both those teams is Nathan Redmond, but it's obviously not him because he's at Southampton. Um, I might have to take you up on that offer of so a the clue. The clue is he is currently... Well, the first clue, I've got two clues. The first clue is he is playing for one of the playoff teams in the Championship. Right. So, oh, it's so it's either, it's either going to be a player for Luton or one of the other teams has got a really obscure third choice goalkeeper that I don't know about. Um, oh, this is difficult, isn't it? Um, 
I can't think of any other players that have played for Birmingham and Norwich now. Nathan Redmond is just circling around in my head. Uh, so, I think this might be the first time where I've, where I've failed you, Chris. I've got another clue. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm trying to make my way through the Luton squad that I don't know well enough now. Oh, well. Okay, I think a name has just popped into my head. And I think he played for all those teams. Don't remember him playing for Cardiff. But I remember him playing for Stoke. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna say it's Cameron Jerome. Correct. He's 36-year-old, 35-year-old Cameron Jerome. That's, that, that misled me because I thought it's got for a career that long, it's got to be a goalkeeper or a defender. So I'm sort of thinking, like, I know Scott Dan played for a few teams towards the bottom. But no, yeah, Cameron Jerome is a good one, yeah. He did play in the Premier League for Norwich, didn't he? Well, he scored, yeah, he scored 20 goals. Um, for Norwich in the Championship, then they got promoted to the the Premier League. He scored three goals. Then they got relegated, and he scored sixteen goals in the Championship. And then when they got promoted back to the the Premier League, he scored one goal. Um, so I think we you know uh, the the Cardiff one was a bit um of iffy one because he actually he that's where he trained as a youth player and he actually did make one appearance for the Cardiff team okay. um, but weirdly so I don't know what happened he played for Cardiff in 2005-2006 which would have been around the time maybe that no, they were in the Premier League, I'm not sure but he has no, there's no recollection of, it, of him playing football between 06 and 07 season oh doesn't say he played for any youth team. Doesn't say he was signed for anyone. So I don't know what happened. So I can only assume he got released and he was just training with clubs, bouncing around clubs for a little. And then, Bir- and then Birmingham um, took him up on the um, on, on the deal. But yeah, he played in Turkey for Gustepe. Um, they're what? not. What? They're not a very good Turkish. Yeah. So no, they they're currently nineteenth out of twenty. Um and his goals tally wasn't great. Um he played twenty eight games the first season he was there, he scored five, um and he was sent off in one of the games. And then, then the season after he played twenty two games and scored three goals, um, before moving on to MK Dons. In League One, and he scored 13 goals in 34 games. So he didn't nope. do too bad when he went back. Yeah, I, I just have no memory of that, and it was only last year. I was thinking like Alan Smith because he played for MK Dons, I think for for quite a while. But <clears throat> yeah, you can bounce around those clubs. But yeah, that was a good one. That was a real tricky one this week. Made you think. Right, that's it for this week. Anything else? Nothing from me. Cool. So we'll be back next week.